Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come here. We thank you for this opportunity that you have called each of us by name. We thank you, Lord, for the blessing to be part of this prayer group, this praying family that bears your name, that carries your presence. We thank you, Father, for your mercy upon our lives, that you do not judge us for every action, every time we make a mistake, but you are ever merciful. You renew that mercy for us every morning. When we come to you, Lord, drawn by you towards yourself, we come with a heart hungry and empty, wanting to know you more, who you are, so that we can connect more closely with you in our relationship. We can build that personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with you. Remembering that you created us in your image and in your likeness. You created us to love you, to have that relationship with you. And you placed Adam first in the Garden of Eden. We'd like to thank you, Father, this morning that you considered us worthy even though we are below the angels. Yet, your love was all for us, that you were willing to sacrifice everything. You bankrupted heaven for our sake. Gave off your most prized possession, the life of Jesus himself. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for that grace that you now pour upon our lives. Through him, you have granted us atonement. Through him, you grant us forgiveness for our sins. And through him, you make for us a way back to you. We thank you, Lord, that you pour your peace and joy into our hearts. That we are able to focus on that relationship, knowing who you are. And then knowing that when you back us and we make our prayer, then it is all your might that stands with us. And when you are with us, no one can stand and be successful against us. Just like David said, who is this uncircumcised one that challenges the armies of God? Doesn't matter if that's a Goliath. His statement is the same. And let our statement as well, Lord, every time we make that prayer in that peace and joy, with that peace and joy in our heart that you give us, let that statement always be the same like David's was. We share, Lord, that same peace and joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with all those that are Christians that do not know you personally and with all those that do not want to know you, that do not want to have that relationship with you. We ask for a quickening in their hearts as well, Lord, that as you take us on a journey and you reveal more and more of yourself in bit sizes, depending on how much we can digest each time and depending on how much hunger we show when we come towards you with our praise, our worship and with our prayer. Quicken them, Lord. That they might call on your name and be saved. As we make our prayer this morning, 
we call on your name knowing that everyone that calls on your name will not go back that same way will not go back empty answered will not go back in despair and hopelessness the name of our maker the great i am the one who is the king of kings the one who makes the parched land into a pool of water and the one who always completes every good work that he has started in us and we pray in the name of Jesus, that name which guarantees us that when we are in him, just like Romans 8 verse 1 says, there is now no condemnation for us. The one who gave of his life and paid the price for our salvation, through whom we receive faith. He is the way, the truth and the life. He is the one who was, who is, and who is to come. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of the living God. That created the earth. The spirit of Jesus that powered his ministry. Through whom the scepter of the king of kings. Through whom he conducted all his signs and wonders. The same spirit who reveals. Who changes the times and the seasons. And reveals all the deep and secret things of the father. It is through him we are strengthened. The one who raised Jesus from the dead. It's that same spirit who carries all that power and capability has now been given to us. Has made his tabernacle within our body. Just as Jesus promised in Matthew 28 verse 19. I will always be with you even unto the end of time. That is his spirit here with us. Giving us that same capability, that same power. Jesus said, if you believe you can do the signs that I do and even more than that. Father, we thank you that you reveal yourself to us through your word. You empower us, Lord, when we stand in faith. When we build our relationship with you, you are ever willing to trust us more, more and more with the works of your kingdom. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with Angels with destiny help us. You give us every physical provision that we need and every spiritual gift in the heavenlies that is required to help us soldier on and fulfill our work in ministry. In faith in your kingdom, you provide all of it in accordance with your riches, in accordance with your abundance, in accordance with your generosity. We thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer and our reflection today, cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group, Christians everywhere. By your precious blood, Jesus, we declare that as our protection in the spirit, that every force of wickedness that comes against it, let it be judged by the fire of heaven in the name of of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy, pure and perfect will, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. We command our warning and in the name of Jesus we declare divine exemption from any such calamities this day. I command angelic protection against them as well in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. 
We also heard in the power in our spoken word. As we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word of faith that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yesterday, we reflected on the need to know ourselves, who we are, and then also knowing a little more about God today. That's what I wanted to touch upon, knowing God. And this is not really going to be comprehensive. It's very brief. And that knowing of God is an ongoing journey that each of us must undertake. It's a personal relationship. But we'll just share some things here this morning. Now, when we think of knowing God, there are immediately three facets that come to mind. One of God as a king. The Bible speaks of a king and his kingdom. The second one is that of a father and the third is that of a master. and owner. So let's closely look at these three. God is the creator, ruler, and judge of all. He is a king. And since he is a king, systems become important. Rules and regulations to run that kingdom. So when we say your kingdom come, we mean that we come under your rule the rule of the king. All his laws, his regulations apply to us. And with the rule of law comes justice. When you break the rule, then you are against the law. And that is where redemption came in. But Psalm 7 verse 11 tells us that he is a just judge. He is a righteous judge. James 4 verse 12 says, There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. So he is the only judge. And we are warned, in fact, if we read on in that verse, we are warned not to be taking that position and judging others. The other thing about a king is that he cares for his subjects. And Jesus demonstrated that care where he paid the price. And all that he wants is to bring us back into his kingdom. For that he paid the price. And that is what salvation is about. Freeing his people from slavery of the other one that wants to be king, now the devil. To bring them into freedom. And to life in abundance in God's kingdom, in Jesus' own kingdom. The Gospel of Matthew, when you look at it, it gives us a number of parables and all of these there are about the kingdom of God. It is worth meditating on each to understand better and to piece together what that kingdom looks like. We might take up a series at some time reflecting on each of those parables. 
The second facet of God we encounter is that of a father. A father is the source, the creator. The one who made us with love and that love is beyond measure and is unconditional. John 3.16 gives us an idea of that measure. How much he values his creation, man, you and me. That he thought it, he thought it worthy to sacrifice his only son. To sacrifice the king himself for men to be set free. Now what else? A father is also a protector, a provider, a teacher and a friend. And we have that same kind of fathering there through the Holy Spirit, fulfilling all of these. But it is up to us to build our relationship with that father. And so we need to work out what that personal relationship would look like and take steps in that direction. When you call him father in prayer, it should not just be a word that you read in a book. It has to have some meaning, some emotional attachment to it. So that when you say it in your prayer, you say it because you mean it. Hence, building that personal relationship becomes important. It is necessary for us to gain an understanding of what kind of a father he is also. So that when you call him with that emotional attachment, you know exactly and you are confident of who you are calling on. Then your prayer becomes more effective. Because now what you know of him is what stirs your faith. It's what backs your confidence. And when Jesus taught us to call him our father, when he taught us his prayer, in Luke 11, verse 11 to 13, we see that Jesus said, which of you, now he's giving a comparison, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? So if you then, now he's talking to fathers, if you then, though you are evil, though you are full of sin, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the greatest gift that he can give, the Holy Spirit? to those who ask him. And that's where our confidence comes from. From knowing that he is a father who wants to give us the best, not just good things. He wants to give us the best. He wants to give us his very own capability. And he demonstrated that through the life of Jesus. Jesus had a very close personal relationship with the Father at all times, so much so that even in Gethsemane, when he cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It was not about why have you sent me to die. It was why are you separating me from you? That is what he was crying about. Because he knew the Holy Spirit would have to leave him. Otherwise, he couldn't die the death of sin. He couldn't carry all that sin on him. It is up to us to build that kind of a close personal relationship with the Father. 
And so we can go to him in our prayer as well. We can acknowledge and thank him knowing that when we have that relationship, then we can go to him knowing that he knows all our needs already. That is what Matthew 6.32 tells us. And then Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, he also has plans. Now he knows all your needs and he also already has a plan for you. Remember in Jeremiah 1, he said, I knew you, I ordained you even before you were born. We must pray for fulfillment of that plan. We say, you are a father, you knew us before we were born. You knew exactly what you want to do with our lives. So we come to you as that father in obedience. And the third facet is that of a master, the owner. Here it is important to remember 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 and 20. Which say, do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have received from God. Now we just saw that in Luke 11, 11 to 13. Where Jesus said, how much more will the Father give you the best gift, the Holy Spirit? This one is saying here in this verse that you have received this gift from God already. He gave you his spirit. So you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Because you get that spirit only at your redemption, only at salvation. When the price has been paid for you specifically. And each of us has to go through that cycle in order to receive this gift. You were bought at a price. That is the only time we can say we are saved. Till then we are not yet saved. That was Jesus' sacrifice, the price that was paid. Therefore, verse 20 goes on to say, honor God with your bodies. He is the master. He is the owner. He paid the price. Now, what is a master then? A master is also a leader. He instructs, he teaches, he guides, he manages, and he supports. What does that tell you? He gives us the image of a shepherd. He also pays his servants fairly. We see that in the parable in Matthew 20 verse 9. The servants follow, do the work. They are obedient. They are loyal and align with the master's instructions. And that makes them usable in his kingdom. How much of that are we demonstrating? that we might be usable in the kingdom. Remember, he said, every tree that does not bear fruit will be cut down and thrown in the fire. And so we pray, when we pray the Lord's prayer, we pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let that same system prevail and let us fall in alignment in obedience. Let the rule of your law, your kingdom come into our lives. And we come within the purview, within the jurisdiction of that kingdom, that law, that system. So that whatever protection that law then offers, we fall under that protection and the enemy cannot attack because we are now protected by the king. 
But obviously, as long as we are obedient to his rules and laws and regulations, and we are staying within the jurisdiction of his kingdom, we are not stepping outside of it. And when we pray, therefore, we work with one of these facets of God. Based on your circumstances, you will call on one of these. And it is important for us to know which one to call on. In Jeremiah 29, verse 13, he says, When you seek me with all your heart and you call on my name, I will hear you. I will hear your prayer and I will be found of you when you seek me all out. And then accordingly, that side of him responds. So when we call a king, he answers as a king, not as a father or not as a master. The king answers with justice. But when you call a father, he answers with love. He answers with mercy out of that love. He answers with grace. When you call on a master, he looks at the obedience of the servant and he answers this call. And that is what you use in your intercession. He will not answer your prayer for whatever good the other person is carrying or whatever areas they have failed on. Obviously, they have failed. That's why they need prayer. He is not looking at them. He is looking at the obedience of his servant, the intercessor. And then granting that prayer to bless someone. That is how intercession works. But you are calling on a master at that time. When we remember this in our prayer, then that's when the right facet of God answers and you can expect outcomes. And sometimes you probably have to call a combination depending on the kind of problems that you are stuck in. There are many parables in the Bible that talk about the kingdom, a king and his justice as well. And they talk about a father as well. They talk about the owner of the vineyard as well. It is worth meditating on all of these to get a better understanding of who our God is. And that should then help direct how you will call upon him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that understanding, Lord. So that when we build our relationship with you based on what we understand out of your word and what you are trying to teach us through all those parables and through your word, the image of you that they paint for us. That is what guides our approach. That is what shows us how we are to call you. And we build that relationship with you, Lord. We come to you and surrender. We empty ourselves so that when you fill us with that knowledge, with that wisdom, with that understanding of who you are, then when we make our prayer, that is that measure of faith that we are able to uphold, knowing that this is the God that we are calling on, the God that will not fail, the God of Abraham. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. Let there be a stirring in our spirit. and Let there be a renewal of that faith in our hearts so that our prayer life is transformed irreversibly in a way that we are able to see signs and wonders all around us, Father. We ask this in the name of Jesus. As we make 
that prayer lord for our physical needs we also pray for all our spiritual and temporal needs our spiritual as we pray for spiritual edification we also pray for our physical needs our temporal needs we pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease for all families that are embattled that are facing any kind of division and separation we pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds especially poverty ignorance of your ways and your word prayerlessness and busyness we pray also for our own personal needs those of our families father we thank you that you have heard us that you always hear us and as we release our faith and our prayer making this a prayer of agreement with each other we believe that what we have raised up in prayer that you will do for us in the name of jesus because your word says it you have placed your or magnified your word above your name we come in that confidence lord that is what gives us the confidence that this prayer that we make is an answered prayer i encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith ask the holy spirit to take over let us make our prayer thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And in Ya <laughs> <laughs> 
Papia, 
in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Scripture that's been put on my heart this morning is Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Isaiah 49, verse 15, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And that's a powerful revelation that we need to live with and use it in our prayer as well. The second scripture shared in the chat is from Isaiah 43 verse 10. Quoted from the NIV where it is written, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, Brother Savio's powerful reflections, as well as our daily rosary and divine mercy prayer sessions and the Friday Bible study teachings. Those recordings are available on our YouTube uh, channel as well as on our podcast page on Spotify. You can look up the Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group. They are also shared on our Facebook page. You can use any of those channels to share them with family and friends. You can also give or share the links for them to join live in session. All of these sessions are run live on YouTube and on Zoom. So they can join uh, at the uh, sessions during the live sessions as well. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory.
Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank God, you, bless Russell. You. God bless you all.